The Pharisees were probably the most devout group that was there in Jerusalem, um, piously following their religious beliefs far beyond most others that were there. And yet, our Lord says that they were doing this in vain, that they had these interior issues. Outwardly, they're doing all the right things. But interiorly, they had, you know, all these issues, greed, adultery, deceit, licentiousness, all these things that he mentions. They were going through these motions. Perhaps you feel like this sometimes. You know, you, you come to Mass, you, you do your daily prayers, you're, you're doing all the right things, but it doesn't really feel like you're making all that much progress spiritually. You kind of perhaps feel stuck. Our readings today respond to this, respond to you if you're in this situation. Beginning with the first reading in Deuteronomy. Here Moses is, he is talking to this second generation of Israelites. The first generation God had killed off in the desert. It took them about 40 years to do so. But they had rejected him, disobeyed him, so they died in the desert. And so now Moses is talking to this second group. He's telling them, here are these incredible statutes, unlike any other nation that the Lord has given to us. And here is the land, the promised land, that the Lord has given to you. And now you must take it. Now, it's kind of interesting. I mean, what do you mean? If the Lord has given us the land, given us these you know, commandments, these laws, what do you mean we have, to, we have to take it? If he's given it to us, why do we have to take it? And yet that's exactly what Moses was telling them. Yes, the Lord had given them the land. The, the Canaanites were living there, and they had gotten into all those terrible things, this sacrificing their children and all this sexual immorality. So they're being you know, removed from the land by God's will. But the Israelites, even though they've been given the land, they still had work to do. They had to go in there and fight. They had to eradicate these, remove these immoral people. Kind of a picture of the spiritual life, about getting rid of sins out of your own life. Yes, the Lord has done so many great things, but it's up to you and to me to move forward and begin to eradicate all these uh, evils from our own lives. The second reading is similar in James. It says, be doers of the word and not hearers only. It's calling you and me to uh, take action, to not just hear the word, but to take action, to live it daily. This is how the gospel works. You know, we're in the year of Mark right now. This is uh, uh, in the lectionary we go through, you know, the first year is like Matthew, the second year we focus on Mark and then Luke, a three-year cycle. So, in the beginning of Mark, our Lord says something very interesting. He says, um, be converted or repent and accept the gospel. Now, you would think maybe that, well, wouldn't our Lord, didn't he get that backwards? Shouldn't it be accept the gospel, you know, here I have to say, and then respond by repenting, by converting. But that's not what he says. 
He says, be converted. He says, repent. Start with your actions. And then when you do this, then you can be, uh, then you can accept the gospel. Then you can accept all the graces that the Lord has to give. These readings are challenging you and me to not just hear, but to take action. Our Lord said to Saint Saint Angela of Feligno, he said, make yourself a capacity and I will make myself a torrent. He wants to fill you with all these things. You know, Saint, uh, I think it was Saint Augustine who said that, uh, you know, oftentimes you and I are like, fill me up, Lord, fill me up. And we're holding up this little thimble. And yet, our Lord has all, has an ocean of graces that he wants to pour into your life. If you can only open the capacity, stretch, be stretched, you'll be able to contain all these graces. This is what these readings are talking about. The action that you have to take in your life to be converted, not just once, but again and again and again throughout your life. So you can accept the fullness of everything that the Lord wants to give to you. You know, St. Bernard said once, he says, there are more people converted from mortal sin to grace than there are religious converted from good to better. He means that there are lots of Catholics, you know, they convert with this kind of initial conversion away from sin in their worldly life. They come into the church, maybe they get baptized or come back through the sacrament of confession. And this big conversion. Um, but then they just kind of get stuck there. They don't go on to all these other conversions, maybe smaller ones, that allow you to continue to grow in holiness. They just kind of get stuck in this kind of mediocre sort of place. And it's understandable why a person might get stuck because it's hard to grow in holiness. It's hard to go through conversion after conversion after conversion. It means cutting out numerous selfishnesses, cutting out and get rid of all sorts of things, you know, overeating, the pleasures of lust, instead of and turning instead to the, the true freedom, the self-master that our Lord will give. You know, it means giving up on things like, you know, being grouchy in the morning or being harsh and impatient. Giving up on enjoying laziness and turning to zeal. Saying no to pride, to looking good for everybody else in your, in your actions, maybe your looks. And instead of saying yes to humility. It's not easy to do these things. It's long and it's arduous to rid yourself of these faults and sins and to move toward grace and perseverance. Be converted so that you can accept the gospel. You can accept all those graces. It's not easy. Many choose not to do it. They just get stuck. But this is what our Lord is calling you to do today. It's hard, but It's worth it. It's hard, but it's doable. You can do this. You know, it's worth it. If you truly want to love your family, 
know, folks say, I love my wife with all of my heart. I love my husband, my kids, my parents, with all of my heart. But do you really? Do you love that family member when you snap at him or her because you have had a rough day or are impatient? The only way to truly love your family with all of your being is to become a saint, to grow in holiness, to be converted. It's worth it to go through this hard task of conversion. You know, the saints, they give this beautiful example. The saints, those who are continually experiencing this indwelling of the Lord, they're never bored, according to the scriptures. 1 Peter 1.8 says that, talks about rejoicing in him with unutterable and exalted joy. Imagine living that, that kind of life. You can do that if you continue to convert, continue to grow. There's a direct correlation between your holiness and your fruitfulness in your relationships and your actions with, each, with others. Growing in holiness can equip you to handle suffering. You know, Scripture talks about rejoicing in suffering. That's what the saints were able to do. Growing in holiness will allow you to be uh, missional, as the Lord has called you to be. You know, St. Catherine of Siena, when she was going to a new town to found a monastery, people would flock to her. They're so excited to have her there. St. John Vianney, the, the parish priest who would hear confessions for hours and hours on end, would have people who would stand in line coming from miles and miles around and stand there for nine, ten hours to have him hear their confession. His holiness drew them. Your holiness, your growth and holiness is so important to your mission, to your effectiveness. Do you want to be enlightened? Do you want to hear the secrets of God? That comes with growth in holiness. The scriptures talk about how the Lord delights in revealing himself to the humble, to those who have made themselves like children, those who are growing in humility. It's worth it to do all this, to do all this work, to continually convert St. Catherine of Siena says, if you are what you should be, you will set the whole world ablaze. It's worth it. Others depend on you in your growth in holiness, taking action, being converted so you can accept the gospel. It's a great book. Part of the book that inspired me to write, to put together this homily that um, by Father Dubé called Deep Conversion, Deep Prayer. He gives these great steps. If you're serious, about growing in holiness, about getting out of that stuck place. He says, to start with, if you really want to go to holiness, want to continue to be converted, so the Lord can continue to fill you. He says, first thing, number one, be concerned. Be concerned about your holiness. St. John Vianney, he went toward the end of his life. He, he talked about wanting to leave his parish, to go away and to weep for himself. He was concerned about his failings, concerned about his holiness. St. John Paul II, toward the end of his life, he was you know, struggling with his health, and he was trying to do probably too much, and, and it was a religious sister that said to him, um, I'm concerned with your holiness. You know, she was concerned about him doing too much. I'm concerned with your holiness. I'm concerned with your holiness. And uh, he responded, and he said, I, too, am concerned with my holiness. He was concerned about his holiness, about his growth in holiness. So number one, you know, be concerned about your growth in holiness. 
Uh, you know, um, take warning with, for example, the words that our Lord speaks in Revelations. He says, uh, since you are only lukewarm, I will spit you out of my mouth. Be concerned about your growth, about getting out of that lukewarm place. That's the first step, be concerned. Number, the second step, be determined. It takes effort to uh, cooperate with God in the graces that he's giving to you. There's a study done a few years ago of 120 of the nation's top artists, athletes, scholars, and, and others. And all of them said that they got to where they were, not because of some great inborn gift, natural talent, but because of hard work and determination. It's that old Einstein principle. You remember the, the quote, genius is 1% inspiration and 99% perspiration. So be determined. It takes, it's not easy to overcome the natural lethargy and woundedness of sin. It takes determination and solid repentance. That's the third, number second step, be determined. Third step, be specific. Now what are you going to work on? Don't you want to take everything at once? What are you going to work on? You're going to work on gossiping or overeating, maybe bursts of temper, uh, some vices to get rid of, or maybe virtues to, to work on, you know, to grow in gentleness or humility, in truth-telling. But be specific. Choose something and, and work at it. You know, uh, St. Therese of Lisieux, she gives this beautiful example of this kind of specificity when it comes to growing in holiness. There was one particular religious sister that she had a hard time being around. And uh, the sister always, you know, bothered her, was uh, unkind to her, gave her you know, gave her great difficulty. And so she determined that she was going to enjoy this sister uh, and smile whenever she was with her. She went on to say that she says that she got into this habit of smiling whenever she was disturbed. So much so that she said, especially when she was with this particular sister, I want it, meaning to be, you know, bothered by this person. I want it. I count on it. So I am always happy. This very specific plan for growing in holiness in her particular context. So be specific. You know, pick, pick out some virtue or some vice that you're working on. Ask the Lord to help you with it in the morning. Lord, help me to grow in patience today. And then at the end of the day, you know, uh, prayerfully reflecting your day, Lord, how did I do today? Kind of think back. If you do that every day, guarantee you'll see growth in your life. Be specific, that's number three. And number four, be prayerful. And by that, you know, you can't do this without the Lord's help, saying yes to these graces that he gives through, you know, the sacraments of the church, through spending time with him, through Holy Communion and frequent confession, prayer, spending time with our Lord, the Blessed Sacrament, all these different opportunities we have in the scriptures. Be prayerful, number four. So be, if you want to grow in holiness, have a plan. Be concerned about your holiness. Be determined. Don't give up. Be, you know, persevere. Be specific. And be prayerful as you're going into this. Be converted and accept the gospel. Or as James said, be doers of the word and not hearers only. Make yourself a capacity and the Lord will become for you a torrent. Amen.